Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, Justin Trudeau says work is underway to get allies out of Afghanistan. We are working very closely uh, with the U.S., the U.K. and other allies uh, to establish uh, ways in which we are going to be able to get more and more people out of Afghanistan in the coming weeks. But we have to recognize the situation is extremely fluid right now and exceedingly dangerous. The Conservative platform promises billions in new pandemic aid. There are thousands of small and medium-sized businesses in hospitality, tourism, uh, restaurants hanging on by, by a thread. So our plan will secure those jobs, help them thrive, and that will help us get a growing economy. And Jagmeet Singh outlines the NDP's proposal to make large companies repay misused federal wage subsidies. We know that there are hundreds of companies, some examples include Senecare, which is a for-profit long-term care company that took public money and then paid out massive millions of dollars in dividends. That's wrong, and we're gonna go after those companies and make sure they pay back their fair share. It's Tuesday, August the 17th. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. I'm joined by Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. Susan, thank you for joining us today. Happy third day of the election, Mark. <laughs> yeah, and let's let's. It's been eventful already. Uh, so let's start with the situation in Afghanistan, Susan. And uh, the Prime Minister has been asked a lot of questions about what we're doing to help the Afghan people. Um, we we will be resettling some of them here in Canada. Uh, there's talk about what Canada should do now vis-a-vis effectively a new Taliban government and regime in Afghanistan. Um, how much do you expect questions around this to dominate the next few days of the campaign? I, I fully expect it to be a, a big issue because we are all seeing uh, searing images of what's going on in Afghanistan. Canada has been out of there in a combat way for quite a while now. Uh, but both liberal and conservative governments uh, have invested quite a, a, a lot of, not just money, Canadian lives and, and Canadian emotions and, and hopes in in that country. And to see them crashing down like this is devastating, especially for women and girls and and all the efforts that, uh, that we have gone. I went to Afghanistan myself with Harper in the early days as well and saw all the work that... Um, that Canadians were doing over there in aid-wise. And uh, it is just devastating. This uh, Whether this is... I, I'm not sure that this is a partisan issue, though. Uh, or, uh, as I said, because Liberals and Conservatives have been over there. But I do think it's, it's something our political leaders can't afford to ignore. We have immediate concerns. Um, how to get the... You know, I think it's numbers in the 800 to 1,000 uh, Afghans out of there that uh, have been identified as people that have helped Canada or of some interest to Canada or people Canada can help. So there's that immediate concern. But then you're also seeing the the issue of, do we recognize the Taliban government? Um, which, yeah. you know, which makes people recoil. But uh, I, I watched... Um, Global Affairs Minister Mark Arnault last night not ruling it out, although I, I think that's a question that, uh, that probably they don't want to tackle right now. Yeah, anyway, and Aaron, Aaron O'Toole uh, has said he won't recognize a Taliban government. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and one can see why. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this is, 
it's going to consume a lot of attention because it should. Uh, yeah. we, you know, we should be concerned. I, I've heard comparisons made, and I found myself making the comparison as well, to what was going on with the Syrian refugee crisis in the middle of the 2015 campaign. I think any suggestion that that was that went against the current government at the time is probably misplaced. I think Stephen Harper's government was defeated for all kinds of other reasons. But certainly, while foreign affairs doesn't usually dominate uh, a federal election in Canada, it, it's, uh, I, I think it can't help but in this first week anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, let's turn to the recovery from the pandemic and support for business and, and other pandemic aid that, that the party leaders are talking about. Uh, Justin Trudeau, the liberal leader, is talking about extending the wage subsidy into the new year, perhaps till March. Uh, Aaron O'Toole unveiled his platform, uh, a, a pretty substantial document yesterday, and and there's a lot of support for businesses uh, in that platform as well. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, this is one obvious marker of the ways in which this election is so different from any other we've had in this country is that we've got an immediate crisis to get out of, too. And um, so what we're seeing now is, you know, they all the political leaders want to talk about what happens after the pandemic, but um, this is the middle step, and it is the how do you get from here, or is, we're still in a fourth wave of this, to somewhere where we can talk about COVID and the pandemic in the past. The Conservatives have uh, some, it, some gadgets and some you know fancy things and some um, some substantial things. In there, I highly recommend reading it. I've been—I can't say I've read the whole thing yet. It's 160 pages, 80 pages in digital form, but um, but there's lots in there, and uh, some of them talk about it, it's all under the frame of rebuilding Main Street, which was a very vivid image to all of us who've been going down Main Street yeah. and seeing all those empty stores. So, um, an idea of a month-free GST holiday. Um, uh, various measures to uh, to make it easier for restaurants to attract people. You know, um, uh, you know, getting employees in there. I think they're they're offering to pay all up to fifty percent of the cost of new hires. They are. This is uh, the conservatives are are looking at all sorts of ways to revitalize those streets that have been devastated by this. Uh, the prime minister already has some plans in place, as we know, and uh, his, uh, his, his announcement yesterday could be taken as good news and bad news. The good news is it's going to be extended till March. The bad news is it needs to be extended to March. Uh, so, um, and the NDP is, is mostly talking about um, hauling money back from people who got it unjustly, Right. Uh, talking about how people benefited too much from pandemic relief, I'm sure they'll they'll sort of fill that out in the days ahead too. But but all of it is 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 to address the reality staring us in the face. We are in the middle of an election at the tail end of what is still a pandemic, and it's not just a matter of you know whether people are wearing masks or vaccinated at rallies. Um, this is. And vaccinations are still an issue too. It, these we haven't had these kind of issues in the, an election before, and uh, I think those are the ones that people are going to be paying attention to too. Yeah, 
On the NDP, just very quickly on that, uh, it seems like Jagmeet Singh, the NDP leader, is is being very consistent in his messaging in the early days of the campaign. It is about increasing taxes on the wealthy, uh, clawing back from large companies that, that, in his view, misuse the wage subsidy, uh, restoring what he would describe as more fairness in the system. Uh, so that, that seems to be a recurring theme for him. Yeah, I went through uh, all their press releases today, too. The other big overarching theme is, if you don't like Justin Trudeau and you're a progressive, Jagmeet Singh is your choice. Not a bad strategy, but it is uh, it is consistent. It is, Justin Trudeau is not doing enough to be progressive in Canada, and I'll do more. Mm. Uh, that sort of sums up the first three days. I, I, I actually did go through sort of, we, we are seeing some linking themes. First of all, the geography of where they're all going. Uh, all of them have hit Toronto in the first two or three days. All of them are going to ridings that they lost in 2019. Um, uh, today, uh, the Prime Minister will be around um, around Markham and uh, then in Barrie. Uh Singh is off to British Columbia today, but he was focusing his efforts in Jack Layton territory yesterday. And oddly enough, I, speaking of revitalizing the hotel industry, um, Aaron O'Toole has spent his first two days in the Weston Hotel, and he will be in another hotel, Hilton Hotel, in Toronto today. Um pushing out the platform as yeah. well too but, and, and what did you had, what did you think of that platform that, that he released yesterday I, 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 I said it was an impressive detailed piece of work um, I, I think there's lots for people to talk about in there uh, child care is going to be the issue of the day uh, sort of the announcement that uh, that they would cut the child care program which I think took everybody by surprise the, the liberals are, have invested a lot not just in money, but in political capital, in getting these deals with the provinces, and the Conservatives want to roll those back. And uh, it looks like, from Trudeau's press releases, that he intends to be talking about those today, uh, about childcare and families. Um, but I, I think there's there's a huge amount in that Conservative platform, just that I've seen. You know, you, you could write stories on on every paragraph almost. Um, and I, I saw some speculation today, which is interesting, that the reason the Conservatives and, and NDP have come out with the platform so early is, again, because this is an unusual election, and mail-in ballots are going to be huge, and people can get ready to start voting right away. They don't have to wait for the debates. They don't have to wait till, uh, you know, special advanced polls. They could start voting now. So we are seeing the parties push out their ideas now to get those voters who right. want to get voting over with. Yeah. All right, Susan, it's going to be a fascinating campaign. Uh, already many developments. As you say, uh, child care mm-hmm. is a, a big theme that I think people will be looking closely at today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Mark. That's Susan Delacourt, columnist for the Toronto Star. Mr. Trudeau will always put his own self-interest, interest of insiders, ahead of the national interest. And he's doing that again. I hope there's no risk. I'm disappointed in his decision. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. In the National Post, L. Ian MacDonald argues Justin Trudeau personifies the Liberals in the best and worst sense. MacDonald writes, Justin Trudeau represents the centrist propensity of swing voters on the one hand, but entitlement and cynicism on the other. 
Aaron O'Toole was on to something when he said the election call was typical in that Mr. Trudeau always puts his own self-interest, the interest of insiders, ahead of the national interest. Mr. O'Toole only stands to gain by exceeding expectations. At Policy Magazine, Don Newman considers Justin Trudeau's majority gamble. Newman writes, Trudeau has brought on the election because the polls are telling him that the Liberals have a good chance of gaining enough seats to be back in a majority. He is following the time-tested path of minority prime ministers. This political gambit does not always succeed in producing a majority government, but it succeeds often enough that prime ministers are always tempted to try it. And even if it does not produce a majority, it has never led to a PM directly losing power. In the National Observer, Max Fawcett argues Aaron O'Toole's campaign has hit the rocks before it even sets sail. Fawcett writes, There is still time for the Conservative Party to turn things around, just as there was probably time for the Titanic to avoid the iceberg. But when people tell you who they are, you should believe them. What the Conservatives are saying is that they put the rights of unvaccinated people ahead of public safety. Don't be surprised if the Liberals spend the rest of this campaign reminding Canadians about that. Now, here's what's coming up on the campaign trail. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau will make an announcement and speak with the media in Markham, Ontario, followed by a visit to a restaurant in Barrie. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole will be in Toronto to make an announcement and speak with the media before attending a rally in Richmond Hill, Ontario. And NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will make an announcement and hold a news conference in Coquitlam, British Columbia. He will also visit a small business and attend the virtual Burnaby South NDP nomination meeting. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Tuesday, August the 17th. Tune in to CPAC and CPAC.ca throughout the day for coverage of the federal election campaign. And join me for Have Your Say every weekday on CPAC at 12 Eastern Time. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.